And now, please welcome your journey pastors. Woo! One of us on the stage doesn't belong. I think that's me. Uh, so this is your pastor panel. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we reached out and we asked you guys to come up with any of the questions that you guys might have for your pastors. And so welcome to your AMA with the Journey Church Pastors. Uh, my name is Jennifer, and I'm just going to be up here asking all of the really good questions. Uh, we actually got an enormous response from you guys, and thank you so much for that. We're going to get to as many as we can today, but uh, there may be some that we don't get to, but we'll do our very best. So let's just launch right in, shall we? Uh, what is your devotional time like? We're going to go this way? This, this way? Yeah, we'll okay. you. That'll be great. All right, that works. Okay, uh, devotional time. So for me, uh, it's got to be first thing in the morning, uh, and I have a Bible reading plan. I do something from the Old Testament. Uh, well, like, well, very specific, but something from the Old Testament, uh, a gospel, and then uh, something like a New Testament letter, and I just work through that cycle. Uh, and then sometimes I just sit down and read a whole book because I really like it. <laughs> so I don't do that. <laughs> um, I like children's devotionals. That's good, too. No, I, so, I mean, the, most of you know the, the YouVersion app, uh, which is a great app. And so anytime I do any type of devotional, I usually find it in there. Mm -hmm. I like something a bit more guided. And it's, I, I lose, I, I, I'm like ADD when it comes to this. So I, I tend to lose focus really quickly. And I, I'm not a big reader. I don't like to read a whole lot of books. So I have to do things that are, that are a little bit shorter so that I, otherwise my mind goes elsewhere. So if you've never found... Uh, anything, I would d download the version app on your phone. And I mean, there is a devotional for any subject, anything you're going through. Uh, I promise you can find it. And there's a lot of good stuff in there. I do mine a little differently. Um, I am the type that my brain never shuts off. Um, and so at nighttime is when I do mine because I need to do it right before I go to sleep. Otherwise, I won't go to sleep. Um, so I typically, I don't do the U version or any of the other kind of devotionals. I simply just read out of the Bible and I start at the beginning and I just read all the way through it as often as I possibly can. Um, and one of the crazy things I guess that has, I've learned that I've started doing is I get really animated when I'm reading the Bible and the words just jump out. So I start like reading it really loud, out loud, like a story, um, which it is, but it, it's really exciting to me to just simply read directly from the Bible. That's how I do mine every evening. Um, I guess I'm a little weird, too, as far as I, I'm a morning person, so I'm usually in bed by 8, 8.30. My kids put themselves to bed. Um, so my mind shuts off about 7, so I get up early. I get up about 5.15 every morning, and that's my quiet time. And so I spend about an hour um, in my devotional. In fact, I, for the first time in my life, I actually completed that one year in a Bible, two day in a year. So, I mean, I've read the Bible before, but it was the first time for me to do it. And I will tell you, something that was different for me this year, though, is I actually had it uh, read to me while I was reading, and I totally understood it a lot more than what I did just reading it. It just, I was, 
I don't know what it, the difference was. But then, too, we also have a family devotional that we um, that we like to do. It's a book called Rooted. If you guys have kids, it's really good. It's a weekly devotional. And we try, I have kind of have gotten out of the habit, but it's another thing. One of my goals for 2024 is to get back into it. But I really love it because even though it's geared more towards kids, I'm kind of like with Brad. I understand the kids' Bibles more than I do the adult version. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's simple and so not so complex. Brad, you stole mine. That's okay. Um, I, I like to have my quiet time in the morning. Um, it's my favorite time of the day. I use the YouVersion app. I, um, what I like to do is open that up and go. there's a verse of the day, okay? And then there's a daily guided prayer, which you can click on that. And it, it just basically opens up your mind. It causes you to get still before the Lord. Um, you know, there's a, a, there's a welcome honoring God, um, you know, my concerns and uh, my response and then closing. So it's got all these different um, facets of it, but it also has like a, a verse with each of these and then an application as far as how to apply what you're reading. But mainly it helps me to open up my mind to get still because I know our brains are racing even when we first get up in the morning and to start out with getting quiet being still with the Lord is very important and I will do that and then I'll go to I'm, I'm going through the book of Hebrews right now so I do that and you know I mix it up but that's mainly how I spend time with the Lord so I think what I'm hearing is that each one of you are a little weird I think everybody knows that. We know. Well, yeah. fair enough. Uh, okay, so the next question we have is, what do you do when you hit a lull in your faith or you feel stagnant? You want me to go first? Um, so first of all, we all do that. I know a lot of times you you guys look at us as pastors and think, well, you, you probably never do that. We do. Um, because sometimes when you are in this position and you do this job, sometimes you start doing it just like it's a job. And before long, you realize, wait a minute, I, I've been doing all this stuff and, and I hadn't talked to God about any of it. I'm just, I'm just doing. And, and then, or sometimes you're doing it in spite of something going on in your life and it, you realize you're kind of in this, this moment of, of, of questioning maybe what's going on. Maybe there's something happening in your own life, and you're like, man, I'm following God, and I'm, I'm doing what he wants me to do, but things are not happening the way that I feel like they need to, and this is hard. And for me, I always go back. We, you know, we sing Waymaker a lot, and I always go back to that. Even when I don't see it, he's working. And I have to remind myself of that a lot. Even when you're going through something that's hard and you don't understand, something with your health, something with... Uh, your kids, your parents, your family, something at school, at work, whatever. No one is exempt from hard times. And even when we don't see it, God is still working. God, God always promises good for those of us who, who believe in him. But that doesn't always mean that the good is going to work out the way that we want it to. Because he has a plan and he has a will. So sometimes you just kind of have to go back and reset and remember that God is working. He has a plan. And, and just stand in that and have faith in that. I think I'll tag on to what you said. One of the main things that um, 
we struggle with, probably I would speak maybe for all of us, is it's, we have a lot of tasks um, that have to be done every single day, a lot. A lot of people don't realize what we do week in and week out, and it's easy to get into the tasks, and I got to get this done, and I have to get this done, and I have to get this done, and you do find yourself in a lull, and you do feel like you, where's God in this? Why am I doing this my way? Because we can. We can do it our way easily. Um, when I feel like my faith is lacking and when I'm struggling, I have to get away. I have to be by myself. Uh, most of the time I drive <laughs> because I love singing and listening to worship music and just letting him fill me while I'm driving down the road and nobody can hear me. They can see me and probably make fun of me. Um, but I sing my heart out and I pray and I pray and I pray and I beg God, please stop me from doing this my way. And some, most of the time he does and it's really not that fun when it happens because he puts you in your place real quickly. Um, but I have to stop and I have to get away and I have to really just seek him over everything else, even if it means I don't get my tasks done. And that's really, really hard for me to do. That's great. Thank you. Uh, Esther seems to be considered a story, a play, or even a parable. Was she a real person, or what do we do with that book? So I'm going to try real hard not to start preaching. Um, <laughs> this is why we're seated, too, because I can't preach seated. Uh, it's a really good question because uh, Esther is one of those funny ones. So it, it, Esther could be a real story, or most scholars feel that it's probably just a story that was created, uh, kind of like a parable, um, a story to help communicate a specific truth. Um, and that's okay, because there's a lot of different types of genres and, and literary styles in the Bible. We've got uh, poetry, we have wisdom, we have uh, parables, we have stories, we have metaphors and analogies and all these things. And um, at the end of the day, the question really, I think, is if Esther's real, what do we do with the book? If Esther's just a story, what do we do with the book? Like when it comes down to it, this is the book we have that uh, God either communicated through history or through uh, an author to help communicate a point. And I think there's at least three points uh, in the book of Esther, which is why I said I'm going to try not to preach. Uh, one is that when we read Esther, we see that God's not mentioned directly, but when Esther is in trouble and when she's faced with trial, she goes straight to fasting and prayer. Um, that, that God's not mentioned, the tetragram is not mentioned in the book, but when, when trouble happens, Esther's response and Mordecai's response is to go to prayer and seek uh, God's wisdom in his direction. Um, so when, when, when things get tough, the people pray. Uh, the second thing I think is we can take away is that God's faithful. Uh, so even though, we do, again, we don't see God's name used in the book of Esther, what we see is that he's faithful, that Haman is trying to kill the people of God and that God is faithful to protect them uh, and turn things around. Uh, and thirdly, that if we don't do things God's way, we end up with trouble down the road. Haman, again, whether real or a fictitious character, is a descendant of King Agag, uh, who in 1 Samuel 15, Saul is supposed to kill, uh, and he doesn't. Uh, so one of the things that we see from this is that, that Saul's failure back then created the problem for the people of God now. Um, and so when we don't do things God's way, when we decide, okay, I hear what you're saying, God, I, I hear how you want me to handle things, but I'm going to go ahead and just do it my way, we create problems for ourselves and others down the road. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where 
and Esther could be true, and we just don't know yet, and that's the thing about history is it's gone. Uh, so <laughs> we stumble across a rock in 200 years that says Esther, Queen of Persia, and everybody goes, oh, I guess it was real. Uh, but we have the book, so what do we do with it? Thank you. Uh, perhaps the most important question that we're going to have all day, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. No, yes. absolutely it, not. <laughs> no, I have proof that it is not. So Bruce Willis was once interviewed. He is and old. he said, he doesn't Die Hard know. is not a Christmas movie. Just because it is set at Christmas does not make it a Christmas movie. What okay? about Home Alone? I don't know. I've never seen it. Uh -oh. I don't wow. watch movies too much. Yeah. It's not a Christmas movie. It's a my, Christmas movie. My husband is going to say, yes, it's absolutely a Christmas movie. But to me, Brian. a Christmas movie is a Hallmark movie. Like, I love, I am I all about movies. romance. Like, that's that's Christmas right <laughs> Even there. Even though they're all exactly the same. Exactly the same. Movies. Same characters, different location. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, April? I don't, I don't know if I've even watched it. I don't know. Does everyone get along up here as much as it looks like you do? So for, so for Mike's Christmas present, we decided to get together and go to the studio and do the awkward um, photos and did a calendar for Pastor Mike. And so absolutely, we, are, we goof around, we, uh, we laugh. We're a bunch of siblings up here, but I also know not just we don't act like just the brothers and sisters. We are a family. I know for, like for myself, I don't have much family here. But when I need something, these are the people I'm going to call. They are my family, and absolutely, I've never, I've never been in a workplace before that love each other as much as we do. Yeah, I mean, yes, we are. We do like each other. Uh, we love each other. Sometimes. We love each other. We respect each other. We support each other. We help each other when someone has a question or a need or whatever. We rally around each other. We're a team. We are united. Um, you know, I think one thing that has helped to strengthen us is we, um, every Tuesday, we have a, a staff worship and prayer time every Tuesday. And we, the, you know, the beginning of, of, of this time, we, we pray over all the prayers that have come in, okay? We, we pray over all of them for that week. Uh, not only our faithful and dedicated care team also prays for all of those prayers, okay? So just know that your prayers are being prayed over, and we are lifting all of them up to the Lord, okay? And we're faithful in doing that. But I think that has really helped to solidify our friendships and our ministries. I agree. I think we, we will fiercely protect each other no matter what. We, will, we love each other. And you guys... Um, you guys are so blessed to have a staff that works so well together. Like, we genuinely care more than anything about this church, every single one of us. Um, we love you. We love what we do. We love our jobs. We love each other. And our best, I mean, our goal is to do exactly what God wants in this church. And we, we won't stop until we know we're doing it. All I know is if they're being nice to me, then there's something wrong. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, if, if you ever get made fun of, you know you're in the club. <laughs> and, and Crystal is in the club. 
That first week, they actually had me crying. (laughs) We hadn't worked her in yet. Well, I think that that love that you guys have for one another and the love that you have for our church really shows. And I think it translates very well, and I think we see that very easily. So thank you guys for what you guys are doing in every day. Uh, the next question I have is a pretty, pretty intense one, actually. Uh, what role does music play in our lives? And is listening to secular music a sin? Are there some bands or musicians that should be considered off-limits? That's a biggie. Okay. Um, you know, music is a universal language. It speaks to our souls. Right? Wouldn't you all agree to that? It's powerful. Uh, music touches us emotionally where a lot of times words fail. Um, if you guys remember in Samuel where King Saul is tormented by an evil spirit and he asks David to play his harp to soothe his soul to refresh him. That just shows you how vital and important music is to us. Um, Okay, so the question was, did you ask about secular music? Is that part of it? Okay. Secular. Is is listening to secular music a sin? Are there some bands or musicians that are off limits? So the Bible nowhere um, condemns any particular style of music. It's the the content of the lyrics. Um, that must be considered. So I wanted to read Philippians 4.8. It's not specifically talking about music, but it's an excellent guide for music. And it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So that, t- that tells me we have to be very careful about what we listen to, what we put into our minds. So question, can the lyrics in a secular song uh, be true, noble, right, lovely, et cetera, et cetera? And I would say yes. I would say yes. Um, there's nothing wrong with a Christian listening to a secular song um, of that nature, okay? Uh, the question I would ask myself when in doubt is does it make me think, okay, so I'm listening to a secular song, does it cause me to think or get involved in something that dishonors God? Um, in other words, does it get my eyes off of God? Does it put my eyes on my flesh, okay? This is the key. So there's no specific genre that we should avoid, but rather it's the lyrics that lead us away from God, okay? So just, you know, it's the lyrics that determine whether a song is acceptable acceptable to a Christ follower. So it's the lyrics. Yeah. I, uh, what's really interesting is we didn't really talk about, like, I, so I assigned, because uh, I'm the boss, uh, who gets to answer what questions. Uh, but we didn't really talk about, you know, what the answers were. Uh, and so, uh, but I knew April would have a very similar answer to me is, uh, yeah, it's really about the content, and it's the same thing we talked about a couple weeks ago with entertainment in general. It's it's the content of what you're feeding into yourselves. Um, for me, I thought about going to Philippians, and I went with Ephesians instead. Ephesians 4.9, do not let any wholesome, unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So if that's how we're supposed to be attentive to what we communicate, how much more with what we receive and put into ourselves? Uh, for me, um, it's, 
it's also about knowing yourself. So I grew up in my teenage years listening to a lot of grunge music, a lot of Alice in Chains, a lot of Nirvana, a lot of Soundgarden. Uh, to this day, I can't listen to probably more than two grunge songs in a row, or it takes me mentally to a dark place that I can't, I don't want to go to. So like I can listen to one song, and you know, fine, but too much in a row, and it takes me back to somewhere that I can't go to. Um, and so you have to know that about yourself. But again, it's also it's the content, it's um, it's it's the lyrics. Now I love like I listen to a lot of metal, uh, believe it or not, a lot of rap. Uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. But uh, you'd also be surprised at the artists I listen to. Uh, it's, I don't really listen to a lot of secular Most of what I listen to is worship music, believe it or not. Um, but then for working out, it's, it's metal and rap. Um, but there's a lot of good alternatives. So like, uh, there's a lot of good secular artists who have amazing beats, but the lyrics are just completely inappropriate for me. Uh, I just I can't let that into my head. So I found great alternatives. Um, so I would say too, like if you like a particular style of music, but you're struggling with the lyrics, uh, let me know. Let somebody know. Uh, we know some amazing alternatives, uh, depending on what you like. Um, but I also really like blues. Uh, yeah, is it blues? I know. Uh, so yeah, a lot of n instrumental stuff too. Don't have to worry about the lyrics. <laughs> Thank you. So. I think it was Julie that touched on this a minute ago, but um, what do you guys do all day at work? We take naps. I love when we get asked that question. Oh, the best. Like, so I see what you do on Sunday morning, but what do you do all week? You just like, pray? We like just go out long? to eat and hang out. We play Sorry and Monopoly. A lot of Taco Joe. Solitaire. A lot, <laughs> a lot of Taco Joe. Yeah. No, it's hard to explain. Like, I mean, she said this. We, we have set things. I mean, you know, like for worship, for instance. I mean, obviously, you there's lyrics on the screen. Those have to be put there. There's, you know, there, there's, there's a whole lot of things like that. Each of the musicians has to have their music made available to them. And um, I mean, there's so many things that happen, and, and you have those. But then there's like half our week that stuff happens that none of us expected. So you better get what you have to get done early during the week because it never fails. There's something either breaks or, you know, comes up that you're like, oh, okay. So Internet. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the Internet. <laughs> First world problems, but I think we're good now. Knock on wood. But, um, I mean, we... Yes, we pray, and we come together, and we meet, and we have lots of meetings. We meet with you guys. We go to lunch, and we go to coffee. And, um, but there's, there's always unexpected things that you never think are going to happen that you have to spend time doing. There's, I mean, funerals, weddings, um, events, stuff for the students, stuff for the kids, stuff for the women, stuff for the men, stuff for any of those things. Everything has to be planned out. We buy all the supplies. We're purchasing things, we're setting up things, we're moving chairs, we're setting up tables, we're decorating, we're undecorating, <laughs> we're, um, you know, all of the stuff that Brad said, everything with the worship, that has to be done back in kids, too, for all of the slides and all of the things, creating slides, any of the videos that you ever see, we, it's us. Social media. Social media, every day we try to get posted, which our social media is killing it right now. You guys are doing a great job, keep sharing, um, but... All those things have to be done, and it's and and then you have the meetings and all of the things. I mean, there's so much people don't really realize. I think a lot of people think we come in on Sunday morning and oh, good, here we go, here's another week, and you don't realize what it took to get to this week. There's a lot that goes on. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't even know where to begin when it comes to kids. I mean, just between, when when you think of a children's pastor, you think of just the children. Well, you're not taking an account to their parents, their other older siblings, and then you have your volunteers, and then we have the rest of the church that, you know, I absolutely love, the, the older generation. And so we're constantly, we're everywhere. So, like, we have over 65 volunteers and kids, and that's not even enough. We're still shorthanded. But that's coordinating schedules and and who's off and, you know, who calls in sick. And so um, just between that and then curriculum and disinfecting and buying equipment that we need. And, and again, I think my favorite thing is meeting with you guys, getting to know who you are. And it is. I don't just meet with just, you know, I hardly really meet with the kids. I meet with the parents. And then I meet with other people, anybody that needs it. So it's a constant, it's a constant thing. And it's not just a Monday through Friday thing. It's 24-7. If we get a phone call or a text at night and it's an emergency, we drop what we're doing and we go, we go to you guys. So ministry never sleeps, absolutely does not sleep. No, and on that note, I just, because I know they're watching the Kemp's, I went and saw Dalton Kemp last night. He'd been in the hospital and had pneumonia. You may remember he had an accident a couple of months ago and finally got to go home and they were going to stay home today since everybody was in here just because he's coming off pneumonia and has been so sick and didn't want to be around a whole bunch of people. So I know they're watching. Jeremy said last night, again, you know, thank you to the church for your prayers, to the care team and to the pastors and staff. So Kemp's, I know you're watching and we love you. And we're glad you're doing better, Dalton. Amen. When was a time in life that it didn't go exactly as planned and that the Lord saw you through that? Um, I shared a while back on the stage, but I think probably the biggest moment for me was when my husband and I lost a baby um, and we had to deliver the baby and hold the baby and all of the things. And I was I was angry and I think what I guess I want you to hear is that it's okay sometimes to be angry at God because I was, it took me about a month. I, I questioned whether I could continue to do ministry um, because I was just plain mad because I, I work in ministry. I do God's work. I do what you tell me to do. And then this happened and it hurt and I felt defeated and um, I really didn't feel, I can remember to this day sitting right over there about where, where Wade is, and during worship, I had my arms crossed, and I wasn't having anything to do with it, and it's, that's not me, that's not who I am. Um, I questioned a lot. I didn't question who God was. I questioned what he was doing to me and why, he was, why this was happening. Um, when I sit back now, I can look back and I can see, okay, I can understand what was going on. It doesn't mean I liked it. It doesn't mean it was easy. It still hurt. It still hurts. Um, but I grasped who God was, and I saw him in all the little moments afterwards and how he comforted me and how he held me in his hands um, and allows me now to use that experience to help other people. Um, even though it, it doesn't make it better, it doesn't make it go away, but it does make it maybe a little bit easier to understand. And I think through all of it, even though it was so, so hard to go through, it has made my faith stronger afterwards. Not during, but afterwards. Praise God. Thank you for sharing that, Julie. So what is something that 
you struggle with? Relaxing. I'm horrible at relaxing. I'm so bad at it. Oh, I'm so bad at it. I feel like I'm just wasting time if I'm just relaxing. Like I sit there. The rest of the like stage was pretty sure you said waxing. Waxing. Oh, yeah. waxing. Yeah, I do. I put on. A <laughs> no, I've never done waxing. Brad, we're gonna have to work on that this week. That maybe. was God. He was like, "Stop it." That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm horrible at relaxing. Uh, so bad at it. I don't do it well. If I sit still, like even just sitting here right now, I feel too relaxed. And I'm like, my feet are moving. I got to move. I got to do something. I've always got a thousand things that I can think about that I could be doing with my time. Uh, I'm really bad at it. I've been working on it for a few years. Uh, I have to work on relaxing. That's, that's horrible. Um, my wife is very good at telling me to just sit down and stop moving. But uh, I'm working on it because God says that there's a rest for those who trust him. Um, and so it's this, it's this balance of like, God says it's okay to rest, then I should rest. God says I've commanded a Sabbath rest, I should rest, and I don't. Uh, and so it's something I actually struggle with a lot. and It actually gives me a lot of um, turmoil, um, not resting. Um, so I tried to rest the other day, I played a video game for like, I don't know, that Grace, that game you bought, I don't remember what it was, Crash Bandicoot. I played it for like three minutes, and I was like, this is stupid. I got things to do. <laughs> See, babe, I'm not the only one. Mm. <laughs> I do not know how to be still. Like, I have, you know, even after I had my surgery, I was up moving a week and a half later and mm-hmm. paying for it today. <laughs> but um, I just, I'm always moving. Even when I'm at home, I'm always doing something. I never do anything really for myself. It's just constantly moving. Well, I think this is probably going to be our last question, even though there are several more that I have here on the cards. Um, We weren't exactly sure, based on the way the question was worded, uh, exactly what they were trying to get at, but we think what they're trying to say is, how can someone figure out how much things at the church cost? A lot. (laughs) Twice as much as you think. (laughs) Twice as much as you think. No. So just kind of, just to talk about the financial thing, and I think that's maybe where whoever asked this was going. So one thing that we're going to start doing and being better about is is some transparency. So, I mean, we did this wish list, and there are people, you know, we posted it on social media, and there's some comments about, man, well, this is great knowing exactly where money is going. And we want you to know when you give to the church what it's going towards, because there is sort of this shroud of mystery about what happens here, and, and you know, what, what is it? What are we paying for? Why do, why do people have to give to the church? You know, I mean, there's utilities. We have a mortgage. We have to pay the Internet that only works sometimes. And Usually on Sundays. Usually on Sundays it works, just never during the week. Um, you know, there's salaries. There's supplies. There's these, these events. Um, stuff breaks. I mean, we, this year, luckily in here, we haven't really had anything that, that, that uh, has, has broken. But last year, we had to replace a projector. There's microphones. I mean, there's just so many things. Um, and we use them as long as we possibly can. And we squeeze out every bit of life out of every piece of equipment that we have here. And, I mean, across, across the church, in any, any ministry. Um, I mean, we have one of the reasons you, you may have noticed on the, the wish list that in the Journey students asked for speakers. The reason for that is because is a couple years ago when we redid that room, we bought speakers. 
They don't work anymore. We tried to fix them, but they don't work. And so we don't just go out and frivolous, frivolously spend money either. We try to be good stewards of the money that you have given. So in 2024, we're going to share with you on a quarterly basis kind of how we're doing, how much money has been given, how much have we spent. Um, we have been down this year. Giving has not been quite as great, but we have done a really good job as a staff of not spending a lot of money either. So even though giving has been way less than what we anticipated, we have kept our expenses below that line as well. So it means that we have kind of been, you know, okay. We just have not spent the money that we would normally spend. So uh, we're very, very careful. So if you ever have questions about anything financially, you always free. Come ask me, um, and I'll tell you to mind your own business. Um, <laughs> not really. No, seriously, come ask, and we can sit down and we can talk, and I can, I can give you numbers and bore you to tears. I would love to do that. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, Mike, you want to take it away? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go into a time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll do one more song. So we're going to go into a time of response. If, uh, my amazing team of volunteers. Yes, please. Thank you with the chairs. Um, and because I didn't preach, I'm going to now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we're going to go into a time of response. And uh, it, it is New Year's Eve. Uh, tomorrow is the first day of 2024, which is ridiculous. Uh, thankfully, I don't write dates very often, so I don't have to worry about getting it right. Um, but I want to share with you something that my family and I does uh, every year, is we don't really do resolutions. If you do resolutions, that's cool. Enjoy. I just have no follow-through for that. Um, I get disappointed when I, when I fail the resolution. So something that we've done for going on probably 10 years now is we pick a word. Uh, so we pick a word for the year that we want, our, we want to be able to incorporate and plug into every area of our life. Uh, so uh, a couple of years back, uh, the word for me was stronger. It was one of the first words we did, and I wanted to be stronger, like physically. I wanted to exercise better, but I wanted to be a stronger father. Uh, I wanted to have a, a better relationship. I wanted to strengthen my relationship with my kids. I wanted to be, uh, have a stronger relationship with my wife. So it's a, it's a word that we can put into every area of our life. And for me, this year, the word is Shema. Uh, it's a Hebrew word that means um, listen, uh, but listen is a really poor translation because it really means listen and obey. So uh, we call it the Shema in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And it, that word here is listen. Listen, obey. Listen, have understanding. Bless you. Listen, uh, have that listening cause action. And so that's the word I'm taking into this next year, into every area of my life, is I want to be able to listen. I want to be able to understand. And then with that understanding, I want to be able to do something. Um, so I just want to encourage you, like, if, if you are, like, trying to think, like, okay, how can I make 2024 different? Maybe pick a word. Uh, joy, love, compassion, uh, stronger, uh, shema, steal mine, I don't care. Um, but, but maybe pick something that you cannot take into just one aspect of life, but that you can bring into every area of your life. And in doing that, see multiple areas of your life transformed and changed as you go into the year. Uh, and then the, whole, the great thing is, is you've got the whole year to work on that. So if you fail in February, it's not a big deal. You've got March, you've got April, and all the months that follow. Um, so I just want to encourage you for that. Um, we're going to have a time of response. If you came in holding something today that you want to lay down, we're going to have our prayer team up here and in the back. 
uh, ask for prayer. Uh, we would love to pray with you and help you uh, seek Jesus for whatever it is you need. Uh, so, Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this time. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for this congregation. I thank you for uh, this staff. I thank you for the love and the goodness and the mercy that you have here. I thank you for what you're doing, all the things that we see and the things that we can't see. Jesus, you're so amazing. You are so patient with us. Lord, we love you and we honor you. Amen.